this UCLA victory episode of the Lux Stops Here podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag, where with the promo code LSH and the code, the link we have on our Twitter page on the top. But with that, you will get a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's right. If you want to become a full degenerate like myself and get involved in all this sweet, sweet, sweet March Madness UCLA winning gambling action, then go over to mybookie.ag and use promo code LSH. All right. I got my buddy Andrew Holmgren on the show this week. He is a fantastic dude. Uh, I, I originally met him because we had a whiffable rivalry in, in doing stoner uh, comedy festivals in Humboldt together. And uh, well, it turns out we, we became good friends despite having an athletic rivalry. And it's funny how that works. When you are rivals with someone, you become friends with them. Anyway, I am retired from the game now and he's just hitting his prime. So I wish him all the best in his career. Here is my episode with Andrew Holmgren. Yep, I'm here with my buddy Andrew Holmgren, live from San Francisco. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the the show. You know, I dude, I've been wanting to get you on for a while now since I pretty much since I got started because uh, you're one of my few friends that uh, also likes the ponies as much as I do. So yeah, um, I and I've uh, it, since you've started the show, I've I've ramped up my sports gambling considerably. So oh, that's fantastic, dude. Yeah, you know, because you have texted me a few times, being like, I got some gnarly parlays and stuff. And dude, we can get into it a little with because uh, this show will be out Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon, so it'll be out before the main March Madness games. I don't know if you're a big college basketball fan. I know you like baseball, but yeah, I I do more NBA betting than uh, I haven't really done any college betting, but. You know, I got I got to make a bracket still. Yeah, uh, you can you know uh, you can do a my a bracket over at our sponsor, mybookie.ag, where they have a ten dollar bracket challenge. I think the winner gets like twenty five grand, and then a one dollar winner takes all ten grand pool. Wow, I got to check that out. Yeah, so yeah, but you, you said the ad reads were uh, were at the thirty minute mark. I was gonna, I was, but see, that's not really an ad read. That's just a quick plug. You know, like I'll, I'll really get into it at the thirty minute mark. Oh, I can't wait, dude. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I really like the college basketball gambling because I feel like, uh, well, I've listened to that whistle whistleblower podcast about the NBA. I don't know if you heard that about the Tim Donny scandal. No, where it like it tells you basically like, yeah, every one of these playoff series is pretty much rigged. To, and it's not like rigged overall per se, but it's rigged like uh, this guy has got to go at least six games. So the network makes its money on it. Oh yeah, I mean, just the amount of profit that they stand to lose by having like a sweep is yeah they they lose a lot of money on sweeps, and so that's one thing I love about the March Madness tourney is because it it comes around right my my birthday was just a couple of days ago. It always comes around my birthday, and so there's always a lot of and St. Patrick's Day, so it's like a huge fucking like orgy of degeneracy all rolled into one where I really get to hit it hard for my birthday, and like there there's like several reasons to do it so. That's the Scott Bowser special. Just puke it in the streets, throwing money at schools you've never heard of. Yeah, dude. Like, Win- uh, actually, I don't like Winthrop. I like Villanova against Winthrop coming up here. But yeah, no, it's it's the one and done aspect. They're not trying to get the seven game series. 
You yeah. know, hey, anything can happen in a one and done. You never know. Plus, nobody's being paid that we know of. Wink, wink. <laughs> well, like, I love how Arizona was under, like, investigation from the FBI for illegally wiretapping recruits or what? I mean, it was good. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't just, like, your basic, uh, here's a little gym bag full of cash, you know, play hard this season kind of thing, kid. No, it was, yeah. like, full on, like... Dude, we're going to fucking get something on these recruits, so then they got to pay us the money back. I, I don't know if that's what it was, but that's a good racket. It's a great racket. I mean, they're just they're literally just grabbing NBA players before they go into the NBA. And it's like, just exploit them for a year and then send them on their way. Yeah, yeah. Give them a shitty insurance policy for one year that's not going to work out for them in the long run. Uh, what was the one kid that... Uh, or no, Louisville a few years ago where like, their recruits were full on getting hookers for their recruiting trips. Nice. I, I gotta mean, I gotta go back to school. Yeah, I feel like if, if you're a eighteen year old prize basketball recruit, you might as well just take the recruiting trip to Louisville. You don't really have to necessarily sign there, but you know, you at least gotta go inspect the campus and check it out. It's like a rite of passage. Every player has gone on a recruiting trip to Louisville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but they didn't make the tournament. I do think that was the uh the committee kind of punishing them, which is really funny because they still won that. Even though they tried to say they took away that national championship, they still won it that year. They won the games. It, that's theirs. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, you took it away. I guess I no longer got laid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, no, dude, that's exactly it, dude. But see, like to me, this is the perfect time of year because I'm starting to get more into golf gambling. So- me too. Yeah, dude. It's good stuff, right? It is good stuff. I like it because, like, even the favorites are, like, you know, they're, it's, like, it's still positive odds on them. Cause oh, yeah, so you're getting a favorite. Like, the, the best guys on the planet are, like, 8 to 1. Like, the, the and, like, you, there's a lot of good guys in that, like, 10 to 1, 20 to 1 range each week. Yeah. Justin uh, Thomas be- just won at 20 to 1. A buddy of mine picked him, and I was like, man, dude, I need to get on that one. I've become a big Bryson DeChambeau fan. Nice, dude. He's looking just a real life Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he is. He's looking. He's one of the guys that's looking good for the Masters because this course is going to favor, the, especially and the U.S. Open because they favor the big hitters. Well, and, that's what they said at the last year's Masters too, and then he just didn't. I mean, well, I mean, I'm all over Brooks Kepka for this year's Masters. I have a few future bets on him at like twelve to one, thirteen to one. I think I won at fourteen to one evening too. So. Got a few different ones on him I've been playing because uh, he it's like he's at that year where like the researchers have done their homework. And I think it's like year six to year seven. I think it is where it, if you've played Augusta that many times in those years, you take the big jump like yeah. where you really have the course down. Like, you know what you're doing. Nothing's going to throw you off and like you're ready, ready to compete for it. And he's a big enough hitter to where if he's if, as long as his drives are accurate, he should be in it on Sunday. Man, he should have won the players. He, he, I feel like in just the final round, I watched uh, DeChambeau miss like, I don't know, like 10 putts that were like all like an inch away. He needs to get a giant hockey stick putter. That would probably <laughs> Pretty much. He's, he's already got the huge putter with like the giant handle. Well, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of the guys that use the chin putters. Yeah, I you should just have to putt with like a mini golf putter and like either you're good at it or you're not. Yeah, but. I think that would be cool if they all had to use the same putter. 
guy's like, I got it surgically implanted in my chest so that I never miss. What if every tee, every green, like right now, you know, there's the flag already there. What if there was just like a little putter right next to it that everybody had to use when they went to that hole? Ooh. And it's like a two-way putter, so you can use it righty or lefty. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's straight out of the old, uh, you know, like like at the uh, pitch and putt or whatever, you know, or the... We- we could start our own golf league where every hole just has clubs that you have to use on the hole. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do this one with a two iron. And yeah. Then, and then your second shot has to be with whatever. That would, yeah, that would be pretty cool. It's like the arena football league. What if it was more like the and one version of golf where we, you have to like hot shot it while you do it? I'm in. How about trampolines? You remember Slam? What was that that game? Slam ball? Slam ball, yeah. Where it was like, weren't they on bungee cords on trampolines or something like that? Or is that something? No, that was on American Gladiators. <laughs> That'd be so cool. It's bungee cord basketball. Yeah, yeah. Where you got to like, and it was like a trampoline floor kind of thing. And you like, you got to. Yeah, it was like, they like took one of those places where they have kids birthday parties. And just yeah, basketball. basically. Yeah. You put a hoop in the middle of the thing instead of like with the backboard. So it's uh, no backboard or anything. Put that thing in the middle and everybody's got to jump up and try and dunk on each other. So, yeah, we need that, but for golf. Yeah. <laughs> what if there was American Gladiators type golf contest where there was like big drive and you had to go up against like uh, like John Daly type dude. Just dude like like each guy had a specialty and they could just do that one thing and you had to try and beat him through all the, the – uh, a crew of different guys throughout a bunch of different contests. Or how about like, um, you know, you're like paired with someone in golf. So like the guy that you're playing with gets to like, you know, make some buzzer sound in your backswing, like once per round. Okay. And you just don't know when it is. Well, I mean, I do like Caddyshack too, where they turn the whole place into a, like a bad miniature golf course type place. And they have to play for the rights to the club or whatever. Cause the Robert Stack guy wants to restore Bushwood to its former glory, I think. Wasn't that, that that was like the best sort of trope for movies at the time. It was like saving the community center, like anything yeah. along those lines. Yeah, and it always came down to some fucking sporting event where if that was always in real life, like the rich guys would crush them after they, like the poor guys could win always. But yeah. the rich guys will immediately come in with their bulldozers anyway and be like, well, we, we, we paid off City Hall, dude. <laughs> Yeah, we we beat the rich guys, and then they go home, and they've just been evicted. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I mean, I uh, that'd be funny if there was like a Goonies too, where it turns out those jewels didn't save the Goondocks at the end, and they all got fucking shipped to Detroit or whatever. Anyway, just the very obvious plastic jewels. Yeah, yeah. These are like the part of the kid, like at that South Park where they he eats all the jewelry, thinking it's it's, but it's actually like plastic jewelry for people to take pictures with at the end of this hike through a tunnel from the like the smuggler's cove or yeah whatever. yeah 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 that's that's all that was happening at the end of goonies there and sloth ends up getting fucking in like <laughs> detained and thrown into gen pop and yeah i've been uh, i've been eating a bunch of candy kind of uh along the same lines as uh eating eating gold these were all full at one point oh wow man that's that's a that was a hefty bag there yeah 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 it was a uh, 20 bucks worth of uh gummies i just ate a heroic amount of wiener schnitzel and i'm probably gonna hate that later but uh it was pretty good i haven't had wiener schnitzel in a while how many wieners did you did you well, put in 
I had a six-piece jalapeno popper, some fries, a Polish sausage sandwich, and then a chili cheese dog. My God. Did you tell the man you had a family? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, I, I kind of do. Like, sometimes my orders at fast food places are like 20 bucks because I'll buy get stuff to heat up later in my air fryer or whatever. And uh, you're one of those. I am one of those guys. But so, but I, sometimes I'll make a thing where we're like, oh, yeah, the kids like those. So give me some of those too. And it, it's all for me. Like, it's not. Do you mention your air fryer on every episode of this show? No, I don't think so. I'm way more likely to mention the time I fucking was doing blow out, out here in Vegas and uh, Kevin Costner and Kurt Russell walked by and as it was falling out of my face onto the blackjack table. <laughs> and I, I've told that story a lot, but I don't, I don't think I've talked about the air fryer too much. Air fryer is a, a key, key utensil. We just got an Instapot too. That thing's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Set it and forget it, man. Yeah, like, uh, but I still like do like the old crock pot. I don't think, you know, you can... <laughs> the the official kitchen utensil of uh of marathons everywhere yeah dude like and like I, I i'm taking what is it today is a tuesday i'm taking a half day thursday so i only have one full day left of work this week I'm taking a half day thursday and i'm coming back like sometime next week because i have some actual stuff i kind of have to do but no i'm taking like a little mini a march madness vacation to just sit here and i'm gonna make like I'm going to get my a dip going in my fondue pot, one in my copper skillet, and one in the uh, the uh, crock pot. So I think I can have dips, hot dips, go three different hot dips going, and then get like wow. a, a cold seven-layer dip and some guac and stuff. Maybe. You're doing it right. I wish I was out there. Yeah, man. You should come, dude. I got a... I got a... I got a oh, no. The air, air mattress broke. But I got a floor. Wow. <laughs> No, not everyone has one of those. No, no, yeah, those are those are a commodity in in the COVID times. Yeah. Well, I just got my vac- vaccine, so you know, I'll probably come out that way. Man, my headphones are fucking up here, dude. I don't know what's going on. What are they doing? I don't know. It's like you're coming in all low. Like real low. Yeah, like real, real low. Oh. oh that sounds better. I don't want to try and comp. I know it's my shitty headphones, and it's not the uh, my my like our audio equipment that your mic my like. So I don't want to try and overcompensate and end up blasting you. And when it goes time for people to listen, it's like, oh wait, what what do you got going there? I think I just fixed it. Yeah, there you go. I think I somehow turned off my microphone. I think you did too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not your headphones. Okay, so my headphones, they they do suck, though, because I kind of have to hold them into my little uh, uh, digi- digital recorder that I use for my mic and stuff. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad I was able to fuck up your uh, your tech specs. No, no, no. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, we, 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 we landed that one gracefully, everybody. That's a, that's a real uh, good one. But anyway, so you've been bet- betting on a lot of NBA action lately. A lot of NBA, uh, a lot of parlays, you know, nice little 10 leg parlays on um, a, a competing uh, a bookie website that is not to be named. But uh, yeah, you know, I lose most of them, but it makes it fun, you know, put it on like two bucks to win a thousand. So you're, you're, you're you usually not going to win those. I usually do for NBA gambling is I'll just bet them live. Yeah. Wait till you the game starts. 
yeah, and then I'll take a look at maybe the halftime stats. Let's say one team shot 68%, the other team shot 32%, and it's only an eight-point game. Give me that team that's uh, losing, that's not shooting as well, most likely. And uh, I, I think, you know, things will probably regress more towards the mean in the second half, and I can get some great value on that. So I try and look for little things like that. Nice. I got my favorites, you know, just the big, the big white dudes to get rebounds. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's not everything I do, but that's usually like the meat and potatoes on, on, my play, on personal player props. Yeah. So I'll usually build like player props of like 10 legs, sometimes just, you know, for each individual game, but sometimes I'll do them like just across the night of games. But yeah, if it's like a big Eastern European dude, you know, 12 13 rebounds it's usually a good bet have you seen uncut gems oh yeah i had uh cj sullivan on he and i were talking about how like that's the most unrealistic sports gambling of all time because like no bookie would accept that parlay the way like yeah. there's no book on the planet they'd be like oh so you want to parlay the opening tip to all these other things kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah on most of these sites there's like all those like weird bets like you can't parlay anything with those yeah yeah i know they they put that stuff because like for exactly that reason so some guy can't throw down 60 grand to win like 10 million or whatever it was <laughs> imagine how different uncut gems would have been if he just didn't get the opening tip yeah yeah just like, or he, he doesn't even start <laughs> yeah he, he like sprains his ankle in warm-ups and then he's just like well, well i mean if he doesn't play he just gets the money back right yeah I, uh probably see i don't know on player props like that especially when you go place the book the bet with a guy in the back of a restaurant instead of how you normally would even with like a neighborhood bookmaker like that you would still yeah. call a phone number and have like your password and num and code number that you use to get in like i mean I, I i guess i mean more like at the mohegan sun like their final bet yeah no yeah that's right like dude that would be a that would be a whole like another like movie alone just someone walking they should make a realistic sports gambling movie where it's just someone trying to walk in and place a huge bet at a casino like that and watch how quickly they don't want to take some of that action or all of the action or try and get you to play something else or one thing that's so unrealistic about that too, he just like he's like put everything on Kevin Garnett to do all these things, and it's like, what? You're not just going to be like and Paul Pierce to have five assists? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if Garnett's going to score thirty five points, like there's going to be some assists out there. Yeah, no, yeah. So like Rajon Rondo's probably having a good uh, game as far as his outside shooting to because oh, he's got to do something to open it up for Garnett to do all that damage down low. Like, oh yeah. That's yeah, a whole it's that's why it's so funny. Like people now are like trying to uh, hit me up for March Madness. Like, hey, what's the uh, parlay I can make ten thousand dollars on on a twenty dollar bet? And it's like, I mean, that's probably not going to hit. I could tell you what underdogs I like the best, but, yeah, but it may be a reason all why of them, a couple of them hit. There's a reason it's worth ten thousand dollars if it hits. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I, I show you not know, one time I had a good friend go like. I don't really like gambling because I hate losing money. I'm all, oh, I get it, you know? Like, I just like having fun with it. And it's like, but could you tell me, like, a for sure thing that I can put a little bit of money into and it'll pay a lot of money? I'm like, that is the biggest paradox ever existed in the gambling. <laughs> like, like, yeah. 
I could tell you how to make turn one dollar into twenty cents. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think the Lakers will beat the Timberwolves. Yeah, like I can, I yeah, I think fucking Gonzaga is gonna beat Mount St. Mary's in the first round, or or you know, or Appalachian State or whatever. Yeah, like. Uh, do you know? Are you, are you aware of the next big thing in college basketball? What's that? A four point shot? That's what I'm hoping for. No, well, it's it's more of a player. I think he's a senior in high school this year. Um, I'm personally very excited for him to be in the NBA. I'm gonna buy his jersey. He's a seven footer. His name is Chet Holmgren. I am familiar with Chet Holmgren, dude, because I play NBA 2K, and I download like the future draft classes, so I have drafted Chet Holmgren a couple times. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's about time a Holmgren is uh, is the number one pick in the draft. I think they list him on the draft classes on the game. He, there's no way this guy can be this skinny because they list him at like seven foot two, 190 pounds. No, he is. Look him up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's super skinny and his arms are like, yeah, it, it looks like someone photoshopped him. But even usually when a, like a seven footer is that skinny. They still weigh like 230, 240 because it's like they're seven foot two, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a senior in high school. I think you get him in a weight room somewhere, he's going to probably bulk up, but yeah, hopefully, dude. Because seven two buck 90, that is like child abuse, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got that weird Kevin Durant body. Yeah, like, dude, young Kevin Durant, man. Like, a lot of people thought, like, oh, dude, there's no way this guy's going to be able to make it because he's way too skinny going in, but it's, but like, Nah, man, he's, dude, he turned out to be, you know, fucking for sure Hall of Famer. Remember how that draft was him versus Greg Oden? Was, was that, that was the same draft? Yeah, it was like Greg Oden was the clear-cut number one. And I remember thinking at the time, I'm all, I have a feeling Greg Oden's going to be Sam Bowie and Kevin Durant's going to be Michael Jordan in this draft. And yeah. I pretty much nailed that one. I mean, I think I think Greg Oden, if he, you know, it's always an if, but if he wasn't getting hurt, because it's like, oh, Durant's too skinny, and it's like, yeah, but Oden weighs too much. He's going to keep breaking his foot. Yeah. But, man, did that guy look old for, like, a 20-year-old. Dude, he looked like fucking, like he was 35, like, coming out of fucking high school. Like, he just looked like he'd been, like, up all night doing blow, like, constantly, and it was just <laughs> his regular face. Just how unfortunate. Remember when his dong pick leaked, too? No, I remember oh, yeah. Draymond Greens. Oh no, dude, he definitely had a fucking dong pick fucking leak, where you know, just like seven foot fucking dude, all butt naked, standing there, like even like if you your dick's like his dick was obviously huge because he's seven foot something one or whatever, but it's like it just doesn't look proportionate because you're seven foot one, you know? It's like yeah, yeah, that's why I don't work out. <laughs> Yeah, it's huge. Oh yeah, I dude. Uh, I've been telling everybody that since I got the vaccine, my first vaccine dose, my dick's gotten really huge. Nice. So let's see it. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that was actually my uh, my balls. That was the funny joke there. <laughs> you got long balls. Yep. I got a pet rat. It's got huge balls. You yeah. ever seen rat balls? I have. I used to have a pet rat when I was a kid. You got a you got a pet rat though. Yeah. yeah. How do you are you gonna feed him to something? No, no, no. He's old. He's like three and a half now. Wow. How long do they usually live? Three to four years, something like that. Okay. I mean, you know, he's kind of already past his expiration date, so 
He's a he's he's a real uh, real tough sob. Each he's probably day, gonna live to a hundred. Each day is a gift, huh? Oh yeah, with huge balls. You know, rats can fit into something like the size of like a nickel, like a hole. Oh, they can like squeeze through. Yeah, no, like people. That's why people like get rat problems a lot of times because they don't realize. Like they think, oh, I sealed up all the holes, but it's like they don't think like the really tiny ones like that. They can even squeeze through those, and they can also stay afloat for more than twenty four hours in water. And, and then they sink. No, yeah, and then uh, what? Is it? They can swim for like two. I used to be a pest guy for a little while, and uh, rats became my specialty. And they can swim for like I think up to two miles. That's part of the reason why they spread everywhere from Europe during colonization is because they like swim to the boats or they swim yeah, off. The boats. They swim off the boats and then they would just invade local places. Nice. Next thing you know, everyone's got a uh, boobos. Yeah. You got the black bubonic plague fucking just steamrolling half the world. And they're like, yeah, it's that that dirty Euro trash that brought brought it to, you know what? Uh, because you're a Warriors fan. I was just thinking about Chet Holmgren now. Dude, it would suck if he went to, like, the Lakers. Or, like, if somehow he went to, like, one of your the teams you really hate. Yeah. Because there's a guy in football, Tyus Bowser, and I'm a big Steelers fan. And I was like, okay, dude, like, if he goes anywhere except Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, I'm getting his jersey. And he goes to Baltimore. And I was pissed. Damn. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You could just get a... A Steelers version of it made for when he joins. Is he good? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, I could get his. Like, I mean, I get I could get his college jersey. I guess he's not a Pro Bowler though. At least not yet. No, no, no. He's like a solid role player on a decent defense. Yeah, I was trying to like project where Chad Holmgren might go, like in the draft, because you know he's probably. I mean, he hasn't even chosen a, a college yet. I think he's leaning towards Gonzaga the rich getting richer and um i don't know i think he'd maybe be a one and done he's supposed to be the number one recruit but maybe he'd go two years i've seen gonzaga and or duke yeah so yeah i think there's like a couple schools that are listed i I was reading about it yesterday and they said he's leaning towards gonzaga but also like what do they know you know my my listeners are all diehard college football basketball recruiting fans so they're going to really hold you to this on here dude Oh, nice from the from the article that I read. That yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, we'll, we'll know which school has the best hookers based on what his decision based, is. Yeah, because we've already established college college basketball recruiting is based on is it based on the 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 quality of the trim or the uh, quantity of the trim? You know, I think there's a perfect point where they intersect, and, yeah. and that's where national championships come from. I think. Uh, you know, back when Florida was was playing really well with the Joachim Noahs and whatnot. Now, I I, I kind of find it hard to think that Villanova had a lot of luck with that recruiting strategy, where they they're just bringing in like South Philly meth whores. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I'm hungry. Give me a cheesesteak. Yeah, their pussy smells like cheesesteak. <laughs> just got whiz dripping out. Yeah, it's it's onions wit wit or wit. <laughs> Whiz wit. That's how you say it. <laughs> oh man. There's something that you that you're supposed to do where you go and you like get a cheesecake and you put it in like wrap a giant slice of pizza around it or something. I forget what it's called. It's some challenge in Philly. Dude, hey, so you want a fucking long shot parlay for the NCAA tournament? 
Yeah, look this one on up, me. Look this one up today, dude. According to one of my books, yeah, uh, it was a five dollar to win sixteen hundred and seventy five dollars on a two teamer. Two teams? Yeah. So it's like whoever's playing Villanova in the first round. It's like no, two first round. Dude, actually, Villanova's only a six and a half point favorite in the first round. That's one of my locks, dude. They're playing Winthrop. Winthrop went like twenty four and one in a weak conference. Villanova lost their best player to an injury a couple weeks ago, but they're still Villanova with one of the best coaches in the country. I think they're going to make a statement this first round. And dude, that six and a half seems way low. That should be like a ten point game spread. But no, Iona versus Alabama, and then Iona winning. Yeah, money line win, and Cleveland uh, State money line win against Houston. That would be kind of an unprecedented move of two two seeds not getting knocked out to a fifteen seed. 15 seeds beating a two seed isn't that rare. I mean, it's rare, but it's not that rare. I can definitely see one of those two. So one of them like was at 15 to one. The other was like at 20 to one. I already have solo bets on each of them because I really think those are the best like huge upsets that could possibly happen. So just put a small little bet on that. That, that makes it a lot of fun. But the reason why I like Iona against Alabama, you know who Iona's coach is, right? No. The head of the fucking Louisville hooker fucking scandal, basically, himself, Rick Pitino. It, wait, it's Rick Pitino? Yeah, Rick Pitino's the coach at Iona. He, is he a Hall of Famer? He should be, He's right? He's a Hall of Famer, yeah, yeah. I mean, he won national championships at Louisville and Kentucky. Had a, yeah. Had, I mean, he, he didn't do that well in the NBA with the Celtics and the Knicks, but, I mean, dude. It's a different game. He took three different teams to Final Fours. That's pretty impressive with Providence, Kentucky, and then and then Louisville. And then he won national championships with obviously the Louisville ones disputed because of all the hookers. But then he <laughs> but he won at Kentucky too. So some performance enhancing hugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these guys' balls were so empty they could jump fucking a little bit higher. I like the idea of Rick Patino being like, Yes, I hired hookers, but they only kissed. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's worse. They just held hands. No! Never touch a hooker's hands. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you know where they've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been all over the best front court in, in uh, college basketball history. No, but yeah, Patino's coaching Iona. And dude, Alabama, a former SEC rival of his from at Kentucky. Like, I can see him just being like, dude, this is my chance to get one more glory moment in the sun. Coaching these kids up against this Alabama team and Alabama's good, but they don't have like that a superstar. That's going to bail you out of a jam at the end. They, they're a solid team, but I could, I could see a team like Iona playing that, that hardcore full court defense, the way Patino teams like to really giving them some trouble. I mean, I know that Alabama is like a big sports school, but for some reason I just always assume they're only good at football. Yeah, no, exactly. They, they had a kind of a miracle run this year in basketball. Like they're, Kind of came out of nowhere on people, but dude, give give me and I, I think Iona's a nineteen point underdog, so yeah, dude, sprinkle that money line at fifteen to one, take, dude, load up taking the points there. I think they're gonna make that a close game. All right, and then you know. same and then same for okay, Cleveland State against Houston. So okay, that's All the right. other that's the other one. It's a two fifteen matchup. Cleveland State's a twenty to one underdog. Uh, for I, mean, one. I got. I got to make that bet because I'm not going to be the asshole who goes on your show and then you give me $150,000 of game <laughs> and, then I, and then it happens. 
<laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, yeah. And I'm only putting like like a couple bucks on these really long shot ones because they paid so. Huge. I think I put like a two bucks. It's like eight hundred bucks on it. So I'm like, yeah, that's good enough for me. I don't, I don't need to go breaking my bank on these. But these are some fun ones where I really do think these teams have a chance to pull off the big upset. But Cleveland State, I've been following them since November. And they have just pulled miracle covers and wins out of their ass left and right. Like, dude, just in their conference tournament, like, last week, they were down something like, what was it, 11 points with seven minutes left? And they were, like, a seven-and-a-half, eight-point favorite in that. And they came back and not only won, but still covered. It was incredible. Wow. Like, it was like, holy shit. Like, they just know how to get it done. They're one of those teams that play, like, they have a lot of junior college transfers, so all those guys have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, and and uh, Houston, and they've been, all had to like play their way back in too. Exactly, so used to it. exactly, dude. And like, and they run like a nine to ten man rotation, so they're all not right. they're not really relying on one or two guys. Like, they just keep coming at you with fresh legs for the whole game, and so it's an interesting. And I think they play almost this. And Houston's almost the same exact team with just a little bit more talent. So it's going to be like staring at a mirror for them at points in the game. They play Houston plays in the American Conference, which isn't that great of a conference, even though they're a number two seed. They've been rolling teams up by like 30, 40 points lately, but I think they're due for a letdown. You know, they're going to over, I think they could really overlook this Cleveland State team and getting 20 and a half points or whatever. Oh, give me that. And at 20 to one money line underdog, boom, I'm in on that. Yeah. And then at fucking, what is it, like 500 to one or whatever on the fucking money line parlay with them and, uh, Iona, oh yeah, let's uh, let's let's get let's get exciting here. I say we both put five bucks on that, and then we uh, pool our winnings and we buy our own hotel. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, we'll buy our own hotel at like three thousand bucks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to I'm about to sell a uh, a rock full of gemstones to Kevin Garnett. So let's let's yeet that onto the parlay. Yeah. How do we? Uh, I don't even. Kevin Garnett, do you ever even played college basketball? He Did he not? Was he a high school guy? Yeah, he was straight out of high school. He was, he was the first. Moses Malone originally did it back in the 70s, but he went to the ABA where their laws were like their, their rule book was a little more like, hey, whatever. We're just trying to get people to come play here. Yeah. And so Moses. But, they had like a colorful basketball in the ABA, right? Yeah, they had the red, white and blue ball. This makes me sick. <laughs> but Dude, they need to get the uh, like Garnett was the first one, basically who started the the trend and then he came out straight out of high school and then in the next year kobe and jermaine o'neal then the year after that was mcgrady and then it kind of you know the, the flow kind of had been opened up at that point and and then it totally fell off and players started like betting on themselves and ruining their futures because they weren't ready and so they're like ah, we gotta stop this yeah yeah i mean because like some of those guys like deshaun stevenson you don't hear about him but like he, he was around that mcgrady the mcgrady years or somewhere around there I think he went to Utah or something like that, but I want to say he only played like three games in the NBA in his career. <laughs> it was like, it's one thing to it's one thing to not be live up to the the hype of being like a high rated recruit for all those years, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to not even play. Like, because yeah. if you're a bench guy, if you can have a ten year bench career in the NBA, fuck, I'd take it. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you ever see that? I forget who it was. It was someone on the Celtics who, after they won, and I don't. He was like in a press conference and he's like, someone was like, yeah, but did, did you really win? Cause you're a bench player. And he's like, 
10 years from now, I'm going to tell my kids that I started. <laughs> <laughs> I got the ring. Who cares? But yeah, bench player. That's like the best job. Backup quarterback. Like, oh, dude. Bull, of the bullpen bench. catcher in baseball. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, because you fully, you're on the team. Like, they consider you a member of the team, but you don't take up a roster spot exactly. So you're not going to ever, like, have a at bat in a game. But no one's ever going to know, know you to blow the game. You're yeah. never going to be the GOAT in a bad situation. But you get a number does, on your back. You get a number, dude. The team will the team will treat you, treat you with respect, and you get the ring if you win it. Like I mean, yeah. you could do it for a while. Like I, I bullpen Pretty catcher. Job. I think bullpen catcher. Uh, like see long snapper. That's like one of those things where, dude, if you're good at long snapping, that's the easiest way in the NFL. But yeah, because you're not supposed to like hit the long snapper either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Some of those guys are only like 190 pounds. Wow. Like they're not that big because it's like they do the dig the diagonal blocking in front of them to like trap it. So it mm -hmm. protects them from on the snap too. So like, and you're not expected to be the guy that goes down there on like on a punt and make the tackle. Yeah. Just, but here's the problem. Kind of leave the field. Dude, long snapper though. Like you could be the guy that blows the Super Bowl with a bad snap. Yeah. That's how you get famous. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way a snapper gets famous. <laughs> if you just do your job, no one ever notices you. Are there any Hall of Fame snappers? No. There, I mean, there's definitely like Hall of Fame centers in there that did some snapping throughout their career. But there's never like, man, this guy. <laughs> yeah, no. Boy, could he snap the ball to the punter? I don't even think there's a. They barely put the first kicker in like last year. Wasn't um. Wasn't Pat Summerall a Hall of Fame kicker? No, he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. I don't remember what, what he did, but I mean, I don't I think, think he kickers... was. I think he was a kicker, though. I do think he but, was a kicker. But that was I back when kickers, kickers were also like, like also like substitute in as defensive linemen. Like, yeah, they're like, all right, get out there. My, my favorite is when position players like just on some fluke, like go out and kick. And then it just makes the kickers look like such losers. Oh like, yeah, uh, my buddy like Chad Johnson would do it. My buddy Justin Decker has a great idea where the heaviest guy on each team should be should be the kicker. You have to kick. So it's like if you got one of those like three hundred and fifty pound nose tackles, guess what, bro? You got to get out there and kick. I mean, if you got a fat leg, that thing would fly. Yeah, but not, like, and most of those guys have like crazy leg strength. Yeah, and it gives them that burst, but but not the flexibility. Not, yeah, dude, like they're not, and they have all. Also, when you're that big your whole life, no one's training you to kick. They're like, okay, dude, you're gonna be a disruptor up front. Like, did you know that NFL kickers are all able to suck their own dicks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure, punters, right? Like, that's one of their drills at the combine. It's just not <laughs> televised. <laughs> well, you know, it's not televised. It's televised this weekend, dude. What is? Made the ads. Uh, dude, uh, the NCAA tournament where you can bet, go head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code LSH for a 50%, that's right, 50% deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. That's a huge bonus. Yeah, dude. I have a, I have a good deal with these guys. 50% bonus. So it's like I'm just giving away free money over here. What is .ag? Is that like Argentina? It might be. I don't know. I, I think it stands for some sort of like uh, Oh Groton maybe or uh, 
It could be also like uh, like uh, Angola. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Antigua and Barbuda. Okay, yeah. I like to think uh, they just run their operation off some oil rig in the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, if your if your gambling site is not run out of some uh, you know island nation, you don't it, trust them. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, you know. But over here at mybookie.ag, they uh, will give you with the LSH promo code up to fifty percent. And I, you know what they had? Like they had just had the Grammys this weekend. You could have bet on the Grammys at my bookie. Really? Yeah. I would have liked to make some bets on those Grammys. Yeah, you could bet the Grammys. I, I'm not sure if they had a prop bet on Eddie Van Halen getting dissed, but they <laughs> dissed Eddie Van Halen from what I heard. I don't know. I don't watch the Grammys. Like, Grammys aren't my thing. It's I'm not more like... into grandpas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm into the grand fees. <laughs> <laughs> the best balls award goes the, to... Yeah, the longest balls is something you can bet on over at mybookie.ag. <laughs> And it sounds like they got a lot of great bets you can make. Yeah, no, they they do. Like you could presidential elections, uh, all, yeah, all kinds of good stuff over there. So that's what I like using them for the Super Bowl because that's where you bet like the Gatorade color that they dump on the coach and stuff. Didn't they cut away from the Gatorade this year? <laughs> yes, and a lot of people were pissed. But it doesn't matter. It's still you know they can still confirm what it was. Yeah, they can still. But yeah, it's like the whole point of it is like, hey, show me the Gatorade. I guess it wasn't cool to show the Gatorade because of COVID. Wow. Whatever. You know, in college football at the Cheez It Bowl, they dump a fucking giant, like one of those giant things of Cheez Its on their fucking head, on the coach's head. The players are required to eat Cheez Its all game. <laughs> yeah. and then they just, they just have not a lot of hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You can bet on hydration at mybookie.ag. Wow. I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's some sort of beer drinking contest you can bet on over there. So just head on over and check them out. Uh, they I, have I, League of Legends betting. I'm sure they do. They, I mean, they have all kinds of uh, what you call it, uh, like esports props and shit. And you can deposit and get paid out in Bitcoin. Ooh, that's hot right now. Yeah, and they, they do a big crypto bonus. So on top of my promo code bonus, you can get a crypto bonus on top of that for doing it in crypto. For depositing crypto. Yep. See, wow. the, I've learned the smart move is you wait for like Bitcoin to, to peak to go up a little high, and then you make your deposit then. And then when you want to cash out with on the Bitcoin side, you wait for it to dip a little, and then you get it then. So you get you, your best value both ways. It co- it, co- it ends up costing you less, and you end up getting more out of it. Oh, because they convert it to dollars once it goes in. Yeah. Yep. 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 So nice. Like. $20 in Bitcoin when Bitcoin's super high is fucking nothing. And then when it goes back down to being a little lower, you, you get more for your dollar. Sounds like a nice racket. And with a 50% bonus. Yeah, they're, I mean, you're just giving away money. I'm just, I'm just over here handing free money out, like lubing everybody up, making them feel good. Just, just open those holes, everybody. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I gotta go bet some Bitcoin on my uh, on those those two parlays or that parlay with those. Yeah, two money see, lines. Th- now you're talking because right now what Bitcoin's been flirt hit sixty thousand over the weekend, but I think it went back down to like fifty six. Bitcoin will probably hit a million one day. So you put one of these miracle parlays, get paid out in like seventy five thousand in Bitcoin, and in a few years you're gonna be a fucking millionaire. Hey Scott, how'd you make your first million? 
Rick Pitino. <laughs> yeah, Rick Pitino fucking glory hole fucking recruiting fucking strategies. <laughs> That's how I did it. Don't it ask. Started, it started in a seedy basement in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't even know where Iona is, but their fucking team name is the Gales. The Gales? Yeah, the Iona Gales. Ooh, how do you spell that? Like G A L E S. Oh, it's not like it's not like like the like the anti Gales. <laughs> not like gay les. No, no. Like Gale's one of those words, those names. You like, I think it had its run a while ago. You don't, you don't hear anybody naming their new daughter Gale. Yeah, is their mascot like uh, some like Gale, like somehow relating to like extreme weather, or just like an old lady is their mascot, kind of like a Sister Mary Jean? Yeah, I see. I, I think it's some sort of bird, if I'm not mistaken. But see, it could be a euphemism if it was fr- founded by like British people, because they call you know birds women birds all the time oh yeah they love it they're, they're all about that <laughs> i uh gail is gonna i'm gail's gonna be like agnes or mildred down and soon where it's like you don't hear those names anymore those are old lady names and i bet you could bet on what the newest old lady name's gonna be yeah over at mybookie.ag like what's gonna be the next old lady name i think we like Giltru- gertrude mildred bertha uh, I think we're going to start seeing those come back, though. Everything, you know, everything's a cycle. You're right. Time is a flat circle. Uh, we're going to start seeing a bunch of gay lords. <laughs> oh, dude, like that would be pretty cool. You know, my uh, my like great great grandpa and my great 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 grandpa were named the uh, Waldo Gay Rathbone and Gay Waldo Rathbone. What? <laughs> yeah, I got a family history document, and that was my great grandmother's dad and grandfather. We're like, what's your middle name? My middle name's Baxter. And what's your social? Uh, <laughs> Gay Waldo, sixty nine four twenty. Man, there's somewhere out there. There's someone who has a social security number that has sixty nine four twenty in it. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be right. And people are like, okay, and your social, and they're like, uh, yeah, four two zero six nine. Six 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 six. Have you been paying attention at all to the NBA Top Shots craze? Yeah, I, I I've just started trying to understand it. I mean, these non fungible tokens are um, it's the hot thing right now. Everybody's it's talking the hot about thing. <laughs> well, I was just I uh, I have I know a guy that's kind of an expert on this stuff, and he was saying that like a certain guy, like so, like a LeBron uh, Top Shot of non fungible token thing. If you're not familiar with these, it's basically like buying a baseball card, but it's like a highlight. It's like a yeah. it's like a gift, but a baseball, but it's like a limited edition blockchain encoded, just like a Bitcoin. It's essentially a video like you'd see on Twitter of a good play, except it's converted into something that's ownable and there's scarcity involved and yeah. you don't have to question why you're purchasing a video of Zion Williamson blocking a shot you just know that someone will pay money for it yeah and like you buy these things in packs just like cards so it's it's really like a baseball basketball card trading cards met cryptocurrency and it? they're hard to get the packs too like they'll be like oh we're dropping packs and then they're gone in seconds yeah and like yeah they'll only have like 10,000 packs and like 100,000 people signed up for them yeah it's it's what so just getting a pack's crazy. My buddy just pulled two Steph Curry's out of a pack recently. 
and they wow. were both worth like two. One was worth like two fifty. There was worth like five hundred. Just like immediately, because people since it's so hard to get the packs, people are willing to pay top dollar for when there's a pack drop for like the singles. Yeah. But I guess so. Like, if a card ends in like if the the thing ends in like sixty nine or four twenty, they're worth way more. Oh, nice. So like it's the, like um, it's like how people pay money for uh, just you know bills like dollar bills that have weird serial numbers. Yeah, stuff. totally. So like. Like if you have like this, like so, what they'll do is they'll do like a limited edition, like five thousand run, a ten thousand run, and like a thirty-five thousand dollar run or something like you know. So yeah. obviously, the ones that are one of five thousand are worth more than the ones that are one of thirty-five thousand. But no matter which one you get, if you get yourself a sixty-nine or four twenty, it's gonna be worth more than the uh, the average card, the average sequence in there. So yeah, there's big money in immaturity. There's, yeah. there's... There's big money. <laughs> There's like an auction house. Everyone's like wearing tuxedos and they're like wearing white gloves to auction. You, you the 69 420 stuff curry card. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's butt crack is hanging out. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, I always thought that, like, uh, um, out of for immature numbers, fifty five never quite took off. I'm surprised because it looks like two guys butt fucking each other. A fifty five? Yeah. I gotta do some. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've always thought like it looks like two guys slamming each other in the ass. I mean, if it's six, I do not. If it's sixty nine, two this. people blowing each other. A fifty five, two people ass fucking. I... Is it because there's a hole in? The no, because like it's like two people bent over, like they're they're the the round part of the five is like the legs, and then I'm it goes up into the back, and then they're kind of like bent over. So like the ass is the one part. I mean, I I might need to be there with you st- for you to to point out the the individual parts, but I'm not seeing it. But I'll take your word for it. The it's way, the butt fuck number. Yeah, it's the butt fuck number. Because if sixty, I mean six. You're telling me 69 looks like two people, but like 69ing? No, I just, you know, got the whole thing going. Well, 55, they can, you could stack a bunch of fives on top of each other like a big butt fuck train. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, yeah, uh, a five, 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 five. That, that's also known as a rest stop. Yeah. No, I mean, that, like, dude, I think five, five, five could definitely take off as like a code for human centipede. <laughs> like, All hey. Right. I just found some tourists outside my place. I'm going to 555 them later. You know what the code means. Maybe that's why Tim Lincecum chose that number. You never know. Like That's why they used the, that number for uh, fake numbers in movies and stuff. Because they did call Tim Lincecum the freak after all. <laughs> that's true. Because that's he just could like, wasn't he like double jointed? Yeah, he had two buttholes. <laughs> well, don't we all? That, that, yeah, that's why he could never gain any weight. Dude, uh, you know, some people have like the stub where their tail used to be because they're, they're less evolved than the rest of us. Just a weird tail. I I, uh, I took German with a kid who had a, a tail. Really? Yeah, in high school. I mean, it was always a rumor. I, you know, he never sh- showed us, and but... I guess I just assumed it was true. What movie was it? Shallow Howl? Was it Jason Alexander's character had the tail? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. You got to love the message of that movie where it's just, uh, hey, man, if a chick looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, 
if you think a chick looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, who cares what she actually looks like? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, he was like, that girl's fat. And he's like, yeah, but I, she doesn't look or feel it to me. Yeah, it's like, why can't you just let your friend be happy? That damn Tony Robbins. Yeah, those... Tony... Didn't Tony Robbins get me too I heard something. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> that seems like a funny one where it's like, yeah, he gave me a bunch of positive life advice and then, you know, he raped me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that old Tony Robbins guy. Oh. He's so... He's he's just a big person. Yeah, he's just huge and like he's got like gig- giganticism or however you say it. Dude, speaking of giganticism, I just heard that Andre the Giant's mom was actually bigger than he was. Well, she'd have to be to, to, to unless she died in childbirth. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think he was born full size. <laughs> I'm sure he was at least the size of two babies, though. Oh yeah, I mean. Or she was just a regular-sized woman with the world's biggest vagina. Dude, what if he came out like fully, like, like Dan, like basically Danny DeVito, looking like Danny DeVito, coming out of the couch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that was Andre the Giant's birth right there. Because Danny, I've seen Danny DeVito. He's like four foot eight. Dude, yeah. I mean, I doubt Andre was that big. As, but who knows? I mean. I mean, that, that's ridiculous that Andre the Giant ever lost a wrestling match. I bet he felt like such a loser losing matches, like, you know, you know, because they're scripted. And he didn't like, lose until Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three. Yeah. And so but, he was undefeated up until then. But it's like, no, this regular sized man cannot beat me in a wrestling match. No. I mean, Hulk Hogan, to his credit, was like six foot eight, 300 pounds in his own right. Like he wasn't. Yeah, those guys are huge, but. They make them look small. It's always funny when, like, you watch, uh, like, especially, like, on NBA stuff. You'll see, like, Stephen A. Smith interviewing a bunch of guys. And he, dude, he, he, you don't, you forget, like, oh, dude, he's, like, 6'2". <laughs> like, Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. He looks so tiny. He looks tiny on TV, but, like. Something dude, about his personality. Like, watch him when he actually is, like, interviewing someone, like, standing there with them. Like, he's, a, like, a little bit shorter than Steph Curry. Yeah, he he can also shoot too. I've seen video of him just like in his like dress shoes, like shooting like from like threes. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna talk all that smack, you better be able to do something to back it up. Because it's funny how those ESPN talking heads work now, where they're just like, okay, we used to, have to pay a bunch of people to have a bunch of different opinions, but mm-hmm. now we can, we've laid everybody off. We've only can afford like because they signed Stephen A. Smith to this huge contract, or and some of the like, I think Max Kellerman too, but. They signed these huge contracts to a couple people. So now it's like, okay, you guys are the only guys we have now with opinions left. Uh, you take this side. You take that side. <laughs> My favorite thing is when they have the shows where it's like former athletes and then like some like older white dude who'd never played any sports yeah. well. And the best thing is whenever they're having an argument and the white dude always has some like just terrible take on some subject and the athletes will go like, Oh, that's funny. I thought I heard a bitch who never played sports talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always some, just some hack sports writer that's like, I covered and then insert some guy that like wasn't that great. But yeah. since they got to cover them when they were 25, it was the greatest time of their life. And like, they're so full of optimism. So they, they equate that guy to being good. 
when it was actually yeah. dude, no just you were young and your life was better at the time yeah yeah the best player i ever saw was you know, i can't i can't even think of a bad player because you forget him. but yeah yeah big kenny smith was the best yeah no yeah no, dude you know kenny smith was in a dunk contest and a three-point like not many guys do both. He didn't win both. No one's ever won both. But yeah, I think Zach Levine. Yeah, he did both. He did both. Um, did someone do both this year? It's no. It's usually always like the rookies doing the dunk contest. Yeah, the dunk contest sucks now. Because like you're like, who are these guys dunking? And then like you watch a game and they're like not even on the second unit, and you're like, what's the point? Yeah. Well, the one guy in the the dunk contest this year. He has never actually dunked the ball in an NBA game. The guy who won? No, the guy, the guy who, the guy who had that awesome dunk on the first round, but got the that lowest was such, score. That was such BS. That was the best dunk of the contest. Yeah, and they gave him the lowest score. And it's because they're like, oh, we learned our lesson previous years. You can't give high scores off the bat. So he does this amazing dunk, and then the other guys just like go walk under the basket and just do a a two-handed dunk and it's like wow that's a 50 yeah no it was it was like it used to be better i mean yeah i mean i remember when i was like in like 87 88 when the dunk contest was like jordan versus wilkins back-to-back years like that shit ripped no it was so good like you have like two of the best players in the league going head to head that's what i want to see like dude the vince uh the years it was like vince carter and tracy mcgrady and steve francis and those guys that was incredible. Yeah, those were great. Or like, I mean, even more recently when like Dwight Howard or like, but these years when they're like, and here's your contestants. And you're like, I haven't heard of any of these people. Yeah, or, and they're not even in the all you have to, You should have to be in the all-star game to be in the dunk contest. Yeah, totally. Like, you, yeah. If, yeah, you should have, if you want to take part in that, you because like they do that for the skills contest and the three-point shootout mostly. That's like... Yeah, yeah. This the skills contest was between two of my my favorite people to bet on, Jonas Valanciunas and uh, Demontis Sabonis. I love Sabonis. I I like the old man Sabonis. He was great. Damn. I think Sabonis is a really funny name. Kind of yeah. sounds like penis. <laughs> I mean, if he was on an eight, like he would have been a. You're a boner, right? At that point, yeah. You're, or your your nickname's the bone or the boner. Yeah, the, the bonus. I mean, you're not going to be the bonus. I thought Demontis Sabonis was like Eastern European, but when he talked, he like sounded very American. Yeah, no, because his dad was from uh, like Lithuania and played for like the Russian national team for years, mm-hmm. and he was drafted in like '85 or '86, but he didn't make his NBA debut until like '96, '97 or something like that, because gotcha. of, like the fall of the Soviet Union and all that stuff. So by the time he made it to the U.S. Like, so, yeah, so his son was, like, born and raised here. But he was, like, I know, I, I think he came over, like, 93, I want to say. But, dude, he was, like, crazy. He was, like, seven foot three. And it sucks because, like, American fans didn't get to see him in his prime. They saw him, like, all broken down at the end of his career where he could still contribute to good teams. But yeah. he never got to, like, dude, he had a couple good years for Portland. I want to say he made an all-star game one year. Probably. Sorry, I realized I only got a few minutes left, so I got to put in one last parlay before these games start. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I know how that lifestyle is. And you know what you can do is uh, 
log out of that uh, account you're using now and go over to mybookie.ag. Yeah, Use well, the game starts LSH. in. Yeah, so you're not going to have time to get that in there. Yeah, let me just uh, burn through the rest of the $11 I have in this account, and then I'll make the switch. I do. In one of my uh, casino accounts out here, I, I stopped by recently, put like 60 bucks in there, and mm-hmm. I ran it up to like 150 160 this during the conference tournaments for college basketball, and now I'm fucking pounding it uh, for uh, March Madness. I've already put in a, I bet every single game on the first half under in March Madness. Yeah, you think that's just how it's going to play out? Just a lot of good defense to start it out? Well, over history, it's proven that that wins at a 58% clip. And uh, it's like the the, the idea of it is these guys kind of, they're not used to that big national stage with that much stakes on the line. Like every other game, like, they they still have a chance to make the tourney. I mean, not the smaller schools, but like everybody's kind of got that. Like, but now it's like you make one mistake here, you're out. Your season's over. So everybody kind of tightens up. They're usually playing in the bigger arenas for the first time. They usually this is when they go into the, the more NBA size arenas instead of their like smaller yeah. on campus ones. So the sight lines are a little different, and just you know people tend to like you know they're a bunch of eighteen, nineteen year olds. Do they tend to clam up a little when? The all of a sudden they're under the national spotlight for the first time. Yeah, you're like a 16 seed, and you're like, I'm on, I'm on ESPN right now. No, dude, CBS, man. We're talking major network. Oh yeah, even bigger. Yeah, so it's like it, and like so over the years, the first half unders have traditionally hit. Also, because teams tend to slow it down just to start it out more. You know, they might get a little more rhythm going in the second half, but first half unders tend to work out, and it, it's fun because it's like. You have skin in each game right away, yeah. And you're gonna and you're gonna get pit, you know it's, you're gonna have a decision real quick in that one. You don't have to wait the whole game, you know. It makes it for a fun weekend. It's it's tough for me to bet unders just because it's like you want to see stuff happen. Yeah, but see that's why unders are often a good bet because I know, but it's just not fun. No, it's not. And but so since so many people just want to bet fun and score for points you often get a very good deal on unders, especially in like NCAA tournament where 30-second shot clocks, these guys aren't pros. So a lot of times a team will go fucking six, seven minutes without making a field goal. Like, that's that's not uncommon. Like, Yeah. All right, that's uh, – I'll bet some I'll bet some unders. I, uh, I did well on overs in the, the uh, AFC so and NFC championship games. My advice is to take every – like every single uh first round under because the that's where you get the percentage all right that's where it works out in your favor you know because i'm i'm not going to sit there and try and pick which ones are going to be the 58 percent of the winners or it's dude some years it's gone up as high as like 70 something percent and with the juice on it depending on what you the juice you pay on each bet with your bookie i you dude you really only need to win out of the 36 like 19 20 and you'll turn a small profit. And you're doing these all as individual bets. You're not parlaying. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not parlaying. I'm not doing a 36 team parlay. Do that. It'd be pretty sweet. It would be, dude. I mean, do you ever do round robin parlays? Oh, hold on. My thing fell unplugged there, dude. Oh, no. No, yeah. Um, Round robin parlays are cool, dude. We're like, 
It's the, yeah, you're like betting multiple times, but you're getting like all the combinations. Yeah, so, so they don't all have to hit. Yeah, if you have a four teamer and you only hit three out of four, it, it's still like you turn a profit. Like you're gonna do. It's kind of like boxing a trifecta or something at the exactly. At the, it's the exact the same. And so I'm looking at this March Madness tourney where it's like, okay, I like Virginia as a potential upset pick. I like Colgate as a potential upset pick. I already went over Iona and Cleveland State. So mm-hmm. if you did a round robin four teamer with those, if you hit any combination of those two, since they're all kind of big underdogs, dude, you would pay. That would be huge. All right. And so like, uh, what is it? A four team round robin is technically eleven bets. You have the one four-teamer and then each combination of three-teamer, each combination of two-teamer. And that works out to 11 different bets. So like a $2. Yeah, $2, 22 bucks. 22 bucks. But like, dude, one of those, if one of those, if two of those come in, it'll pay you like probably like 150. And if all four hit, then you're literally hitting every single combination. Yeah. Then, yeah, you're like racking in like a couple, like a few different $150 two-teamers few different fucking like four hundred dollar three te- you know and then you hit like the that that four teamer would probably pay like dude like on like a two dollar bet seriously something like ten thousand <laughs> it, it would be like crazy money sounds nice yeah so that's a fun way of doing it He's like my boss is always asking me like oh what do you like for and then like I'm like, I'll give you some upsets. I'm like, if two of them hit, you'll be nice. But don't just parlay them all and wait on it. Because if two out of three hit, you're going to be pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, parlay it. Sprinkle that parlay, dude. Because if it all does come in, you want to have that You want to have that ticket. But Yeah, that's always the worst when you, like, check your bet slip and you think you won. And you're like, oh, I, I had 11 rebounds, not 10. Oh, God, dude. That- I, I bite myself on the, especially like this weekend, I'll, I'll definitely have a few of those where it's like with all these first half unders, some of them are at like 58, some of them are at 670, some of them are anywhere in between. Like, I think that's the highest and lowest I saw, but it's like, which one did I have for this game? Like the way I look at it is just refresh it as every first half ends and see if it paid. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I can do. Cause the way that, I think the way that they've done the schedule this year is pretty cool where each game is going to start like 20 minutes apart. So if you time it right, you're going to be able to watch the end of every half and the end of every game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I like doing that. I'll usually, when I do my NBA bets, I'll have like five games up uh, illegally streaming. And I'll just swipe through them all. Where, where do you like to illegally stream games? <laughs> NBABite.com. All right. Hey, there's a nice plug for a illegal streaming site. You know, I like to give, I like, like I said, in addition to giving away free monkey money at mybookie.ag, I like to give free computer viruses. Free computer virus tips. You know, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, and you can watch any sport there. You know, you just type in MLB bite or NFL bite, or you can just click but you know, between the sports on the on their site. So Oh man, once I get fully vaccinated here, I'm gonna be going back to the sports book on the weekends and betting quarter horses late night and thoroughbreds in the morning and uh, all all the fun stuff, man. What what shot did you get? I got the uh, Pfizer one. Nice. Yeah, that's the one that gives you boners. Yeah, that's the one that makes your dick all huge. and You get really good at gambling at mybookie.ag. Mr. Bowser, we accidentally gave you the, the, the Pfizer vaccine that gives you a boner and not the COVID vaccine. And you're like, ah. Yeah, I'll take water. It. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be funny if like you go to get and they're like, oh, sir, 
we need to take you aside. <laughs> like like the feds come out come to my house, like come banging on the door. I was like, we accidentally gave you the cure for AIDS. We've had it for a while. We didn't want anybody to have it. We yeah. noticed we accidentally gave you the cure for AIDS. So we're gonna need you to not tell anybody. And it's like, and you, I'm all doing. It's like at that point, do I really need a COVID shot? I'm not getting AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that's cute. Your little, uh, your little cough, cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess he's gonna be free of active sores and lesions for the rest of his life. Ooh, baby. <laughs> all right, man. We're running out of time here, dude. Anything you wanted to plug on the way out? Dude, um, we didn't even get into wiffle ball stuff. I'll have to have back on to talk about the <laughs> epic wiffle ball uh, rivalry that you and I have uh, from the games at Savage Henry Comedy Fest, dude. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be back there for the fest. Uh, yeah, I I think I am. Like, dude, I mean, I'm going to be fully vaccinated by then. So, like, I got the Johnson & Johnson, so I'm one and done. Okay, okay. So, I, I need to get my second one in a couple weeks here, but, like, yeah, dude, like, I guess the club's being allowed to... I just had Chris on a couple weeks ago. Uh, the club's coming in at, like, 65% or 25% occupancy at first, but it's looking more and more like uh, the fest is going to happen live up there this year, so... Awesome, yeah. Then I, I look forward to, to discussing our, our wiffle ball rivalry. Dude, what I should do is... What we should do is we should meet in Reno and drive from there together. That sounds fun. Yeah. And hit the sports books, biggest little city in the world. Yeah, we'll, we'll fucking throw it down in Reno for a couple of nights before we head to Humboldt and get fucking about about it. We just never show up to the fest. We never make it. It just turns into fear and loathing in Reno. <laughs> um, you know, not that your listeners know, uh, Gomes just moved up uh, kind of out that way. So we could probably go meet up with Justin and go out to. Uh, ben just told me that. Clean. I just had him on. Nice. And so, yeah, he was telling me something about that. Yeah, how Gomes like lives. Uh, I know I've, all the listeners are excited about what our what our friends are doing and where they're living. Yeah. Hey, you got you guys know these people, right? Yeah. You, well, check them all out. Justin Gomes, he's a great comic, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, let's go to Reno. Yeah, dude. Let's because uh, it's not it's not that far, and I have actually company connections up there in that area, so. What do you do? What kind of company hires a Scott Bowser? <laughs> a smart one. Because I'm actually, right. I'm actually fucking quite adept at crunching numbers, and you know, I'm a pretty smart dude. Like, I know I act like an idiot on this show and stuff, but I'm, I'm quite capable of other stuff. But no, I work for a weed company, so I mean, of course, that's what. Like, I, it's easy to be a smart guy in that too, especially. Yeah, love weed. Yeah, weed's fun, dude. But yeah, anything you want to plug on the way out? Um, no, not really. I mean, if, you know, if you happen to be in or anywhere near San Francisco, I'm, uh, I got a show every Thursday at the milk bar. That's a fun show. I've been there for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're outside nowadays, but, um, yeah, two shows every week, uh, milk bar or milk If you want to look for tickets, that's every Thursday. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, just, uh, go, go on over to my bookie.ag <laughs> and follow you on Twitter at Andrew Holmgren. Andrew underscore underscore Holmgren, yeah. yeah oh yeah I'm an underscore too did, did somebody already have the Andrew Holmgren I think so or I might have just done it for consistency reasons but I uh, used to add all the other Andrew Holmgrens on Facebook and then be like hey what's up and then they'd always block me I used to do that too with Scott Bowser's I had a, I had a run of that I mean, actually I, I found like two that I kind of became buddies with in a weird way uh no the underscore dude there was a Scott Bowser already on Twitter and I swear he started his account like two days before I did mine it was damn 
really I, uh, I got a good business idea next time a new social media opens we just got to go and buy up all the names for sports teams and companies or just like start accounts for like you know the Washington Dallas Cowboys and, yeah stuff like that <laughs> and then they'll have to buy the accounts from us no dude uh my my old, my old roommate my friend my good friend he uh used to be a corporate lawyer where he said it had they had like he had to defend a guy who would buy like every like name the worst porn websites you can think of he would buy all these so when yeah. someone would want to like buy like granny fucking raccoons.com they would have to go to this guy and buy that domain from him. <laughs> but shit dude that's a bad look all around for everybody involved so what do you do for a living oh let me show you my domains yeah I, oh i got a i uh i'm a i'm a web entrepreneur <laughs> yeah i'm a bit of a parasite yeah i I work in technology, I guess. Like, oh man. Like, yeah, you heard of the internet? I do stuff with that. <laughs> like, to, like, you have to be like, also, like, you have to have like some sort of like scumbag venture capitalist money to just have that, yeah. like, to be able to put yeah. that kind of operation together where, like, you're going to be able to out litigate everybody on the planet that tries to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you just own a million websites. Yeah. Like, dude, you start like, like, all right, you know, I own EpsteinIsland.com. <laughs> yeah, that's Lil Saint James. Dot uh, <laughs> ag. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and like at a certain point, like I would be like Ted Cruz likes milfs.com. Like you just start like, oh, did something happen in the news? Oh, let's figure out a way to turn that into a porn site. Someone will want it eventually. You're just getting lazy. You're just I don't know Ted. Cruise boner picks uh, 69. (laughs) You've lost your touch. Yeah. Fucking uncle. Uncle teaches you to jack off dot com. Like. Naked. Yeah. I mean, mean, we could probably do an entire episode. (laughs) We could start an entire new podcast feed just on coming up with bad porn site names that people could buy. And oh. Hold it over their he- other people's heads for when they want to purchase it. You know, you know. I think it's the cool, uh, the cool racket with that kind of stuff, though. Is uh, like you go and buy like not just the like domains, set up the social medias, but then you also like get a bunch of like logos made, and you'll, you'll be like, "Hey, that one's way too close to the like." The graphic design job I did for that one. I want my. Ooh, yeah. You're just like, oh, you're stealing my thing. Dude, that's the intellectual property that you are, see- you know. And you could do, like, a lot of it could be real basic ones. Like, hey, uh, no, I have the cartoon penis with the semen coming out of the head onto the person's left cheek. You have it on the right cheek, and frankly, that's a little bit too close for me. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a. There's all kinds of work. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do, everybody. So thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. That was Andrew Holmgren, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the show. Not going to lie. I recorded that interview with him, Bone Sober. I'm recording this intro and outro for this episode, Shitface Drunk. So I hope, hopefully it makes kind of sense. I don't know. You can go to the social media uh, shit for the show at at Luxops Pod. 
You can also, you know, go over to wherever, especially Apple Podcasts or whatever, give us a five-star rating and uh, leave a comment. That helps a lot. Uh, we have a Patreon at LuxOpsPod. Patreon.com slash LuxOpsPod. And you know what? Don't be a dingleberry. Don't forget our sponsor, MyBookie.ag with promo code LSH. We will take care of all your degenerate needs. You know, you can bet on like the Oscars and the Emmys and the Grammys and the Faggies and all the stupid shit that you would never expect. So check that out. And no one thought I was going to slip that into the reads at the end. Thank you, everybody. I will see you next week.